0: Being a woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Jenae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love, as we do life together. Who wants to be your personal best? You don't want to live a good life. You want to live a great life. And in order to do that, you might need to make some changes. They may be small changes like tweaking your organizational skills and administrative skills. Or they could be bigger changes like losing lots of weight or leaning in and repairing some relationships or changing careers, whatever change you want to make, small or big, we are going to give you the tools to do it this season on Women of Excellence. Hi, I'm Janae, and I'm a wife and a mom, a Jesus lover, and and a gal who has been through a lot of changes, both personally and professionally. Um, To get where I am today, I am not saying that I am perfect or that I have it all figured out, but I am here to say, by the grace of God and a whole lot of intentionality, I am now walking in strength and confidence versus fear and insecurity and truly living a life I love. And you can too. So, this season on Women of Excellence, We've been walking through my book, Diary of an Unbroken Heart, Simple Keys to Complex Change. We've talked about how the first thing you have to do is choose to change. And it, it, that's up to you. Quit using the word, I can't do that. I choose not to. And we've been talking about how you can take ownership of your life. And then we talked about belief. We've talked about the people who are in our lives. Are they uppers or downers? Getting comfortably uncomfortable. Change never happens in our comfort zone. We also talked about inside doubts. Those things that are inside of us, fears and insecurities, and we project them outward. And that leads to stinking thinking. And I gave us some practical tips for overcoming that. Well, This session, we are talking about a super tough topic. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Now, when you think about the word forgiveness or you hear the word, I'm guessing that automatically you're thinking about someone who has hurt you. Forgiveness means to cease to hold resentment. Wow. To cease to hold resentment. To cease means to stop. So that means we're going to stop holding resentment. Now, some of you may be thinking, okay, uh, I'm wanting to lose weight. What does forgiveness have to do with weight loss? A lot. I have found that with any change, forgiveness and having tools to not only forgive others, but to ask for forgiveness ourselves is a crucial key to change. Today, we're going to talk about what forgiveness is, what it is not. I'm also going to give you an easy now, let's call it simple, not easy process for asking for forgiveness and then a tool for extending forgiveness. So let's dive in. Think about someone for whom you need to extend forgiveness. Years ago, I was in an awful um, marriage, an abusive marriage, both physically, even spiritually, emotionally. He was a pastor um, and just lots of really bad stuff. And um, he had actually been in jail for years for theft and fraud, and I didn't know anything about it. And that's just a small little example of some of the things that. I had been through with this gentleman. And so I felt like I was entitled to not forgive him. Um, I actually lost a child um, as a result of some of the abuse, perhaps. And so I felt entitled to not forgiving him. What I didn't realize is that by not forgiving him, By holding on to that resentment, it was like drinking poison and expecting him to die. I was the one contaminating myself through unforgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting. This time in my life with this particular gentleman was really, really tough. To this day, he's never apologized for any of it. But that doesn't mean I don't extend forgiveness. And here's why. With me, by holding on to that bitterness, to that resentment, it didn't hurt him. He's moved on, I'm guessing. But guess what? Every time I thought about him, it churned me. It made me not want to do things. It made me lazy. It made me depressed. How could I be my personal best when I am holding on to all of that bitterness and unforgiveness? And so that first key, forgiveness is not forgetting. So many people say forgive and forget. No, it's just not possible to do that, especially when the hurt is major. But what we do do is as we walk through the forgiveness process, when I remember those things, the sting is not there. I no longer resent him. In fact, I've even learned to be grateful for what I walked through and for those hard times because now I am able to help other women who are experiencing abuse in a relationship. If you are thinking about someone who has hurt you, I'm going to challenge you to write them a letter, dear so-and-so, I forgive you for and list all of the things that they have done to hurt you. Some of you may be afraid even just to write the letter. You're already going into anxiety. I didn't say you had to mail the letter, but write the letter. With my first husband, I wrote probably a 10 page letter of all that I was forgiving him for. And then, after a lot of prayer and wise counsel, um, I burned the letter. And burning the letter didn't make it go away. But for me, it was just an act, a symbol of letting it go, of putting it behind me. If there is someone that you are harboring resentment to, write a letter and then rip up the letter or burn the letter. Now, unforgiveness becomes a friend. It becomes a comfortable friend. When I used to tell the story about my ex-husband, there was nowhere in that story that I had a part in it. And let me just say, if you are a victim of abuse, I am not saying that you caused that at all. What I am saying is that when all we do is look at others and how they have harmed us, Without looking at ourselves, we are missing it because we cannot control others. We cannot get them to ask for forgiveness, and they don't have to ask for forgiveness for us to extend it to them. So think about that person or those people who have hurt you. Write a letter and then rip it up or set it on fire and let it go. But remember, forgiveness is not forgetting. But how can you make it to where when you remember it doesn't sting as much? That's the second part. Pray for that person. But don't just pray for them and pray for them to become better. That's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. Pray the same thing for them that you would pray for a loved one. For instance, with my ex-husband, I spent 10 days, only 10 days, praying for him that he would have a good life, that he would be blessed, that He would have a holy hedge of protection around Him. Eh. It was very hard to pray that prayer every day for 10 days. I'm not asking you to do this for a long time, just 10 days, or two weeks if it takes you that long. But what I found in that 10 days is that by praying for Him, like I would pray for a loved one, the Lord softened my heart. Towards him. I know this may sound really, really difficult to do, and it is. But we are commanded biblically to treat our enemies with kindness, to pray for them. And by doing that, I found that the Lord, I don't know if He ever changed my ex husband, I've had no contact with him in over 10 years. But what I do know is that by praying for him, like I would pray for a loved one, the Lord changed me. And so now when I think about the past, it doesn't have that sting. I haven't forgotten it, but it doesn't hold me captive like it did before. We're talking about forgiveness and people who have hurt us. But the harder, and I believe the more crucial part of forgiveness is for us to think about people from whom we need to ask for forgiveness. If you've listened to some of my previous sessions, I have referenced my bonus daughters, also known as stepdaughters, and with them, I didn't start off as a good stepmom. I made a lot of mistakes. And oftentimes, when we've made mistakes, we just want to scoot past them and change our behavior without ever acknowledging what we did wrong in the past, because that's more comfortable. But we can't experience true freedom if we don't talk about the elephant in the room. And I'm going to give you a three-step process for asking for forgiveness. And it goes like this. Number one, will you forgive me for and insert a specific behavior here? With my stepdaughters, I went back and I said, will you forgive me for being controlling? being extremely critical, not including you um, all the time, even if I knew you all couldn't come, not at least extending the offer. And so I identified those specific behaviors where I missed the mark. So when you're asking for forgiveness, speak in specifics versus general terms. So you're going to state those terms. You know, I am sorry that I did these things. And then second step, will you forgive me? Ask that question. When we ask the question of will you forgive me, you're then putting the ball in their court. Oftentimes when we're asking for forgiveness, we're really just saying, I'm sorry for hurting you. We don't ever make it a two-way conversation where they have the opportunity to respond. So I am so sorry I did these specific things and list them out. Will you forgive me? And let them answer. And then the third part of this process, probably for me, the most difficult part, asking the question, what else have I done that maybe I'm unaware of that hurt or offended you and let them talk. And the reason I believe that is an important part of asking for forgiveness is that you are opening yourself up, which is hard, but you are opening yourself up to other things that maybe you've done that are causing a riff in that relationship. So own your actions specifically. Ask the question, will you forgive me? And then thirdly, what else have I done that maybe offended you or hurt you that I need to ask forgiveness for? This is not a time to explain yourself. It's not a time to make excuses. This is a time to simply own your actions. Now. Let's go back to the example with my stepdaughters. There were certainly things, and they would say this, that they had done that maybe they needed to ask forgiveness for too. But that's not the goal of my conversation with them at that point. The goal is simply to own my part and see what I can do to make it right. And that is something you want to do. After you say, will you forgive me? What can I do to make it right? And then what else have I done that perhaps I'm unaware of? It's a tough conversation. But what I have found is that when we are vulnerable and we open up to admitting our failures, it is amazing how there is just a spirit of humility and grace that covers the conversation. Really, almost every time I've gone through this process of here's what I've done. Will you forgive me? What can I do to make it right? And what else have I done that I'm unaware of that's hurt you? Forgiveness. Easy to say, super hard to do, but definitely a game changer. Forgiveness, easy to say, hard to do. Even harder to ask for forgiveness from others. But I will tell you that for me, when I am holding on to unforgiveness, there is absolutely no way I can be my best because that unforgiveness manifest itself in overeating. It manifests itself in not being gracious and kind to others and in many, many other ways that sometimes we don't even realize are a result of unforgiveness, churning at night, not sleeping well. And so I'm going to encourage you to think about who you need to extend Forgiveness to write that letter, then rip it up or burn it. Pray for that person like you would pray for a loved one, and then let it go. Give it to God. And then, more importantly, have the courage to lean in, ask for forgiveness, be specific. What can you do to make it right? Ask that question, and then ask what else you've done that maybe you're unaware of, that you need to ask forgiveness for. And how often do we do this process? For me, I am constantly evaluating, is there anyone that I'm holding resentment towards? Um, Just recently, we moved to a new community, and someone wasn't very friendly to me. And I found myself harboring unforgiveness towards them over just not being friendly. Those little things truly become big things. And so nip it in the bud, own it and act on it immediately. And when you know you've hurt someone, I would encourage you not to just try to skirt around it, but to lean into it, get comfortably uncomfortable, own your actions, do what you can to make it right, and then move on. One other thing I want to address Related to forgiveness, but different. In my book, Diary of an Unbroken Heart, when I talk about forgiveness, I also talk about not my monkey, not my circus. After you've extended forgiveness to others in the way that you need to, and you have owned your actions and asked for forgiveness in the way that you need to, there still may be some people who don't appreciate the changes that you're making. And that's okay. And that's where I'm going to encourage you to own what you need to and let the rest go. Years ago, when I was making major changes in my life, I had owned my actions and asked for forgiveness. I had extended forgiveness. And there were still some people who weren't on board with the new and improved Janae. And at first um, I wanted to jump in and tell them why they were wrong and I was right. But change makes people uncomfortable. It can. And that's because as we are changing and growing, sometimes it can convict other people of the changes they need to make, but they're not ready to make them. And that's okay. And that's where I would challenge you to find uppers who are gonna support you in your new and improved self, who will be there to champion and cheerlead for you and support you when you're feeling down. Forgiveness, it is simple but not easy. And I would encourage you to have the courage to do it anyway. And I think there's a reason why forgiveness has the word give in it. Because it's a gift that you're going to give to yourself and to others. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend and follow me at Real Janae Hill on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.